What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Michael Babcock with my guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, we're going to start with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Bet you didn't see that coming, let's be honest. It, Mojo, it's still the biggest story in not just the sports world, but it's the biggest story in the entertainment world right now. Uh, Mojo, I know you were out for most of the day yesterday, but we have uh, actually heard from Travis Kelsey now. He uh, was talking about uh, Taylor Swift. Mojo, but for the first time, we have a sign of PDA. Yes, Mojo, because uh, after that game, that blowout game on Sunday where the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Chicago Bears 41-10 to as Taylor sat next to Donna Kelsey. After the game, they went to a place called Prime Social in Kansas City, and Mojo, those Two people in the center of the frame right there. Uh, there's a close-up. That is Taylor Swift with her arm around Travis Kelsey. Now, hard to tell exactly what's happening. It looks to me, Mojo, like uh, Taylor is speaking with somebody else while Travis is looking down, looking at his phone. I don't know. Bottom line is she's got his hand around him, and it looks like they're very comfortable with each other. Again, this wasn't an open party where anybody could have been in there. This was uh, an event that Travis basically rented out the entire place and had his closest family and friends there. But nonetheless, somebody snapped a picture. And I'll tell you, Mojo, and we said this earlier in the week, they've hung out for a couple months now, around two months, private setting. Those look like two people who feel very comfortable with one another, in my mind. Yes, two people that are definitely very comfortable with each other. You know me, Babcock. I want to believe in love, but in some <laughs> of these situations, I do have my doubts, especially among star celebrities. So I don't know if they're actually together or I don't know if they're just having a little fun with us, taking advantage of all of this media attention, everyone's having an absolute ball following this situation along. So I don't There's their know. album cover. Yes, that's a beautiful <laughs> album cover. Good good call on that one, Babcock. I don't know if it's legit, but I'm with it either way. Mojo, I'm very happy you said that because to that point, and I think a lot of people believe, like you believe, Mojo, that may, hey, maybe this is not organic and maybe it's some sort of setup because this has been so good business-wise for especially Travis Kelsey. But we talked to a guy who knows business about as well as anybody, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, the billionaire owner of the Dallas Mavericks. We saw him out in New York City, Mojo. And you know, Mark pays attention to pop culture. He's got his finger on the pulse of these things. We asked him about this whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing and see if you think it's good for business. Taylor Swift, uh -huh. is she adding more value to this team? <laughs> Taylor Swift impacts the economy. She adds value everywhere she goes. I mean, literally, cities she brings her tours to, you can see the economy get a bump out of there. The NFL's got to be loving this. Look, Taylor, there's a whole bunch of guys in the NBA I'm more than happy to introduce you to. The Mavs has <laughs> got a bunch of single guys. Call me. So if it doesn't work out with Travis, right, with Travis you right? can see. Come on, the Mavs have got a lot of really good-looking young single guys. Come on. I love that. So if it isn't a marketing scheme, well, if it is a marketing thing, so they say, or a publicity stunt. Yeah, but Taylor Swift does not need marketing schemes. The one person in the world who does not need to do this for marketing is Taylor Swift. So you think it's real? Oh, yeah, it's got to be, right? Why would she waste her time otherwise? And Travis is a great guy, so, I mean, why wouldn't he? 
All right, Moses, so I think I misrepresented Mark's point a little bit here. He thinks it's real. It's true love. Yeah, we all want to believe in true love, but also not a bad thing for Travis Kelsey. But you, you heard him there say, look, hey, I've got a lot of young, handsome-looking uh, single men on my Dallas Mavericks team. So Mark Cuban playing matchmaker there too, Mojo. As Travis Kelsey's doppelganger and twin brother, the one person we need to keep away from T-Swift and my brother is Mark Cuban. Send him back to Shark Tank. He's busy enough. He's got enough companies he's bought on the show to keep him busy, let alone the Dallas Mavericks. Everyone knows football players are way better than basketball players anyway, so Taylor Swift made the right decision here. That's a given, but yeah... I like I like Mark Cuban, just not so much right now. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Now, Mojo, one more thing before we move on. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they have a game coming this weekend, right? I know it felt like that was the end-all, be-all Super Bowl season over. No, they are going to play the New York Jets in New Jersey on Sunday, Mojo. And guess who is going to be there? Yeah, Mojo, Taylor Swift is going to be in the building at MetLife Stadium. She is expected to be there. We talked to people, we talked to our sources, and... Look, things could change, but bottom line is they are expecting, they are planning for her to be there. Security is getting things together right now. She is, goes without saying, a massive celebrity, and uh, there needs to be some security on hand to make sure everybody stays safe. Bottom line, Mojo, it's close to her place in New York City, just across the Hudson River, and we expect to see her at that game. And I'll say this. Uh, 25 million people watched the Chiefs game on Sunday, but it was only shown to about 65% of the country. The Chiefs and Jets game is a Sunday night football game on network television. It's the only game at that time. If you thought last Sunday was big, I think we should buckle up for Taylor Swift at MetLife on Sunday. We'll see if Travis balls out. I bet you he scores like three touchdowns with her. There is an absolutely massive fight that is going down in, in just a few weeks. I feel like we've been talking about this thing for months now, but it's about two weeks away. Uh, this guy right here, Logan Paul, taking on Dylan Dennis, October 14th. Look, there's, there's trash talk that promotes fights sometimes, Logan. Uh, this obviously very real, and I can tell just by hearing people talking about this fight. The fans are so excited for this, brother. You're looking good. You're looking strong. How are you feeling? And are you excited to get your hands on this guy? To say the least, my man. <laughs> to say the least, I can't imagine after all the talk he's done on X, after all this he said, what it's going to be like to be trapped in a ring with me. He has made a, a grave error, a grave error. And assuming he shows up, October 14th will be the worst night of his life. What is your concern that he's not going to show up? Because we've been here before. We've yeah. seen Dylan schedule, have a fight scheduled, and then it, it don't happen. What do you he's think? A, he's, he's a crybaby, bro. Like, le legitimately. I'm not just saying this uh, to be like a, a, a mean fight companion trying to rile him up. He's just a, he's a coward, you know? He, he, he's made this fight entirely about a woman. He chose to pick a fight with a woman. She fought back. He's whining about it. He's upset. He's making excuses left, right, and center. And I think... Everyone knows in the back of their head, as entertaining as he can be, and I'll, I'll give it to him, he, he can be very funny. Uh, I don't know if he ever ha had any intention of showing up for this fight, right? Like, you, you got the clout now. Um, you got the attention you wanted. But also, you signed a contract that said you had to show up on a certain date. And that date is coming. That date is in 16 days. October 14th on the Prime card is going to happen. And if you don't show up, 
there's consequences for that that we baked into the contract in case he pulled out because he has a history of pulling out because, again, he's a coward. He's a king of the ducks. He's all bark. He's no bite. Anything you can say, Logan, to that specifically, if he doesn't show up, what could happen to him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got to pay me $100,000. <laughs> that's, that's not a little amount of money. Uh, yeah, especially when you got no money. He's a broke <laughs> bitch. He ain't got no money. Why are you going to pay that? <laughs> He needs the money, bro. He needs the money. Man, um, are, are you concerned that you could get – if I was you, man, I feel like I'd want to kill this guy, to be honest. Are you worried that you could get, like, too emotional in there where you might, like, get outside what, what, of my, yourself? My, my, my murder him? My murder him? That's so big. <laughs> Is there a chance? I mean, are you that mad <laughs> Obviously, knowing that goes a little far, you're not going to do that. But are you, is that is that like the anger level right now with this guy? Oh, no, ang- anger, anger is zero. Good fighters don't fight on emotion. And, and there's nothing he can say or do that can rile me up. Mind you, bro, I will repeat myself. Dylan Dennis is nothing but a keyboard warrior. He is a clown. He is a puddle in real life. And when you're across from that type of human in real life and you don't have uh, a phone or your Twitter trolls – to hype you up and rile you up, it's just a different ball game. So, like, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to box his ass off. I'm going to fight him. I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to collect my paycheck. I'm going to go home. You've said, and, and obviously it's the case, that he's made this fight about uh, picking on a woman who was not even going to be fighting him on October 14th. Is your fiance going to be there? Is she going to watch you do your thing against this guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. She'll be there for sure, for sure. That's that's the love of my life, man. And, and you know, he has chosen to fight a two-front war. He's picked a fight with both of us. And we're both fighting back in our own way. And so we're, we're a unit, man. That's, that's what marriage is. And when I put that ring on her finger, like, that's what I intended to do. And so we're moving through this as a unit. And uh, it's going to be glorious. I think I told you this, but maybe it was your brother. Your video got me all choked up and everything. So I didn't like Yeah, man. That was a real special moment. That was the best day of my life. It was so beautiful. It was an awesome, awesome moment. Speaking of your brother, I remember... Ask him and say, hey, has, has Dylan Danis went too far with all this stuff? And he said, hey, look, you know, probably, but at the end of the day, he's just going to make my brother more and more money because this fight has gotten more and more popular and more and more people are going to buy it. So is that sort of at the end of the day, like this is, this is going to be a pretty great thing for the bank account? <laughs> yeah, it's why we chose Dylan, dude. He's, a, he's, a, he's good at promoting fights, except this time he broke the law, right? Like the, everyone asked me, like, did he cross the line? There's a difference between crossing the line and promoting a fight and committing a federal crime, right? And if the person who you committed that crime against wants to hold you accountable, you got to sleep in that bed, you know? But that's a completely unrelated topic. And it's unfortunate because it, it's, it's gotten to like a nasty place. And the, the fight game can be fun and you, you want to see people knock each other out for, for, for the art of sport. But this is like personal on, on both fronts, right? And so while, yes, I'm, 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 I'm grateful that this will be um, a blessing to my bank account. I, also, I, I, didn't, I didn't need this to go here. None of this, none of this had to happen. The bank account was um, good before. Yeah, yeah, bro. Shut up, Fran. Look, we cannot wait. Uh, obviously, again, we've been talking about this for a long time now. It's October 14th. Logan Paul, Dylan Dennis. The men are finally going to fight, man. We're all going to be watching, Logan. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so I much, I appreciate Logan. you, bro. Thank you. 
Coming up next in TMZ Sports, we are just days away from a massive boxing match. Canelo Alvarez and Jermel Charlo, two undisputed reigning champions who each hold four belts, facing each other Saturday in Las Vegas. A ton of history on the line. And we're talking to both guys, Canelo Alvarez and Jermel Charlo, next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TFC Sports. Mike Babcock, Mojo Mutati. Mojo. I don't know if boxing was ever away, but I'll tell you what, it is back in a big, big way. Thanks to Showtime Boxing, let's be honest, they have put on some of the biggest and most impactful fights this year, Mojo. First, we were talking about Gervonta Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia, and then we had Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, and now here we are once again with what might be the best of the bunch, Canelo Alvarez taking on Jermel Charlo Mojo Saturday in Las Vegas, live on Showtime pay-per-view. And this fight, for a million different reasons, is absolutely incredible. Reason number one being, Mojo, there is a bunch of history on the line. Now, we're going to get into that in just a second here. But if there's a big event, a pop culture event, you know TMZ Sports, TMZ is on the ground and Mojo, that's exactly what is the case here. We are in Vegas. We talked to not only Canelo Alvarez, the biggest star in the entire sport. We also talked to his opponent, Jermel Charlo, about the fight. Take a look. Oh, I feel fresh. I feel in my prime. And, you know, I have like a little injury in my hand that's slowing me down a little bit. But uh, you will see Saturday night. Absolutely. Now, Charlo, he's coming up to two weight classes. I know you've been talking about it. And I mean, the guy is taller. He's bigger. I mean, what big of a difference is that going to do for a fight like this? Nothing. I, I don't I don't think nothing changed because I did that before and I feel good. So and I don't have the, the body to do it. Right. Right. I did that before and I feel good. I think that's that's uh, for me is good because he's taller. Maybe he's struggling making way in 154 now. So right. I think he's gonna feel better. Yo, you got 16 months, you haven't been in the ring. Is there any kind of rust? Nah, nah, only, it's only rust on nails that's stuck in the, in the wood. There ain't no rust over here. Okay. I'm different. So Mojo, there it is. You can tell both guys see this thing going uh, differently. Both guys very confident, believe that they're gonna win this fight. Now, I'm dying to get your take on this fight, Mojo. Before, though, I mentioned history. There's a lot of history on the line here. So, first things first, when Jermel and Canelo step foot in that ring, and there are thousands and thousands of people at the MGM Grand watching, millions of people watching across the world, they're going to make history just being there because this is the first time in the four-belt era. Now, both of these men are champions, 
undisputed reigning champions in their division. Now, Jermel Charlo is the 154-pound champion. He has all four of the major belts. Canelo Alvarez is the 168-pound champion. Now, that is the weight class where they are having this fight. So both guys, the champions in their respective weight classes, that has never happened before. So history going to be made. Mojo, if Canelo is able to win this fight, he will become the first fighter again in the four-belt era to, on three consecutive occasions, defend all four of those belts. Now... We talked about moving up in weight classes, Mojo. Jermel Charlo is, for the first time, going to be fighting 14 pounds more than he ever has before. And that is significant when we're talking about boxing. So although he might be taller, Mojo, how does he deal with going up in weight class? Canelo said it wouldn't be any problem for Jermel Charlo. But if he does, he would join a pretty rarefied list of names. Tell me uh, how this is for company, Mojo. If Jermel Charlo is uh, able to go up, he would join legendary former champions like, oh, just Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, and Roy Jones Jr. successfully jumping not one but two weight classes to win a world title. So so that's all the history that's on the line, Mojo. Uh, never mind that these two uh, guys have won 94 fights combined, only lost three, and they fought some of the baddest men in the world. I don't know. If you don't want to watch this thing, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, absolutely, Babcock. I mean, this right here, we talk about super fights all the time. This is a super fight with that much history on the line. I mean, goodness, I don't even know what storyline to follow going in. All I know is our homies at Showtime always put on the biggest and the baddest fights. I want to focus on Charlo for a second, jumping not one, but two, two weight classes. Yeah. I mean... That added weight is going to make a ton of a difference. Of course, it's going to slow him down. At the end of the day, 14 pounds may or may not be a lot, depending on who you're asking. But uh, being able to jump two weight classes and walk away with the dub, I mean, we've seen people attempt something similar in the past, and it doesn't go their way. Uh, my goodness, man, there's so much history that's just going to go down this weekend. I mean, look, the, the, and you need to say no more except Hearns, Sugar, Ray, and Roy Jones Jr., three of the greatest, most dangerous fighters ever. Just the fact that that list is that exclusive, it shows you how hard of a feat this is for Jamel Charlo. And he's not just fighting any old 168-pound scrub who happens to be champion. He is, oh, fighting the guy who might just be the most dangerous pound-for-pound -pound fighter who is walking this earth. Jamel Charlo... Canelo Alvarez going down Saturday night on Showtime pay-per-view. Don't miss this. It's football though at the end of the day. Stuff like that's gonna happen. So I just stay humble. I mean, hey, you did what he was supposed to do. It's football. Henry Blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game. He made a tremendous uh, hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty. You could call it he was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats. Of course, that's uh, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, and uh, the guy in the – it might be a funny outfit, but he can, he can ball out. Travis Hunter He's not just one of the best cornerbacks, but also one of the best receivers in the entire league. Now, Mojo, we talked about this. You remember it was September 16th, in-state rivalry game in Colorado. Colorado versus Colorado State. And ooh, there was the hit. Now, Henry Blackburn, who was a, a defensive back for Colorado State – 
he just, uh, I mean, laid the hammer down on Travis, who was, uh, could not defend himself. He was going, uh, trying to catch the ball, and, and he got hit, Mojo, and he took a big hit, ended up not just missing the rest of this game, but actually going to the hospital with a lacerated liver. Now, after the game, and that was Travis a few days later, he said, clearly, you know, I have no drama, no, no anger towards Henry Blackburn. Henry Blackburn actually received death threats, death threats that the police are still investigating. Deion Sanders said, hey, leave this kid alone. But Mojo, people still believe that there was some sort of beef. Now you might believe that there's not beef because Mojo, yesterday on Wednesday, Henry Blackburn, Travis Hunter came face to face and uh, not just shook hands, but actually even shared a little bit of a hug. These guys are not on the same football team. And that right there is, uh, I think, indisputable proof, Mojo, that there are no hard feelings. And you got to give Travis Hunter all the credit yes. in the world. It's hard to shrug off a hit like that, whether it was clean, whether it was dirty. It's hard to just let that one go. And I'm going to give uh, a lot of credit here to Coach Prime as well. I mean, yeah. this is the difference that this coach is making. It's not all coming in sponsorship deals and wins and losses and five-star recruits. It's from a mentality and an identity. And when you make comments like that at the top and defending the other player, I mean, you can see how it filters down all throughout your team. I mean, we keep saying it, but every single week, Coach Prime impresses me more and more. All right, Mojo, we have got to go. Uh, we've got a lot tomorrow, probably some more Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Of course, we had NFL football tonight, a bunch of big stories. We're going to cover them all tomorrow. Should be pretty great. Absolutely. Another day of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift will obviously make tomorrow the best, the best show, show since today. today.